Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 128 of the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet, and it's so good to be here with you today. We are talking about money, money, and money as partnership. So if you've been listening, you've probably heard me say that I don't actually invite a lot of people onto the podcast to talk about money more accurately, I don't accept a lot of the applications that I get for the podcast with people who are talking about money, because I think there's a lot of distortion in this topic, you know, a lot of distortion about like, well, just open up and receive and, you know, just manifest, right? So we have to do the inner work, we have to clear the trauma, we have to heal, 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 right? With this money distortion in this distorted patriarchal paradigm. I mean, let's just think about it high level for a moment. If money is affiliated with patriarchy and, you know, somebody had it, somebody didn't, like we all have money trauma, just even coming out of patriarchy. I know that's a really big thing to say, but it's true. And so we have a lot of distortions, you know, related to feminine, masculine, related to self-love, receivership, self-worth, all of those things. And so it's like, who's doing the real work out there to actually transform our relationships with money. And I really enjoyed our conversation that, um, Heidi Carter and I had that I am bringing to you today because we did traverse a lot of these really honest topics. And, um, I really do like and appreciate how Heidi is combining the, ancestral healing and, uh, the trauma healing with the women's empowerment piece around money. So yeah, money is partnership. This is really what pinged me when I got the recommendation. I actually met Heidi, um, through a referral through a friend who had already been on the podcast. And so, um, money as partnership was really intriguing to me because as we look at, you know, union on all levels, which I love to do. Um, it's like, well, what's working about my relationships. And we look at our human relationships all the time and our love relationships all the time. And then what if, what if we're looking at our relationship with money as one of our primary partnerships? It's like, how do you talk to money? How does money talk to you? Um, what kind of, you know, lasting abiding relationship do you have with money or is money like here and then gone again, right? I really like to look at the connections between money and love. And, you know, we project a lot of what's going on with our love and our self love and our, I would say our inner feminine and masculine journeys. We project that on some money. We project that onto money. And so you know, healing our partnership with money is a very, very worthy journey. Um, so Heidi at HeidiCarterCoaching.com, if you sign up for her email list, she's going to send you a meditation that she'll talk about in this episode about your money soulmate, I believe she calls it. And so I did that and I did the meditation and I'd like to share what my money soulmate looked like. It did not look like a person. I think Heidi's is a person. She'll talk about that. 
but my money soulmate actually came to me in the meditation as a house made of light. And what it was revealed to me in the meditation was that it was called the house of the Christos. Isn't that amazingly lovely? So I was supposed to be in this house. I was supposed to live in this house. And what it looked like in my vision was just light architecture, you know, like rods of light. And so what this is, is obviously a masculine transmission of the law of structure, right? Structure is masculine. The law of structure, I would say, is masculine. The consciousness, the light, masculine. So this masculine medicine came to me in this soulmate meditation, money soulmate meditation. And what it said was sit inside this house, the house of the Christos. And so I would meditate on this and I was sitting inside the house. And then I noticed my propensity to be like, okay, I got to get up and do something. Okay. I got to get up and like, you know, make sure the things are done so that the money comes in. And then the house of the Christos would be like, woman, sit. (laughs) It was this, this transmission of this frequency of this masculine Christos that was just so gorgeous. And so it was actually uh, retraining my nervous system and retraining my nervous system around receptivity. So that was really yummy. I'm still working with that house of the Christos. It's very, um, very yummy and medicinal in my heart. Um, and then this was happening at the time where I was actually also leading this five week masculine feminine money journey. And this was a transmission that came to me a while ago. And (laughs) just then, uh, this spring and summer, you know, my soul or spirit or the guides of embodied breath, you know, those, those invisible wise, wise voices, um, was like, Sarah, you have to put this out there. You have to do this, you know, further, you have to make something. And so I invited, um, people to go on a five week journey with me. And we looked at these six archetypes that I have for money. Um, and really it's like six archetypes of how we behave with money. And then when you look at that for yourself, when you look at these six archetypes, you can look at where you, your primary behaviors are around money. And then you can deduce, you know, how to move toward what I call now money union conscious money union. And so this is, um, it was, it was incredible. This five weeks, we just finished it actually last week. And, um, if you go to sarahpoet.com right now, you can get the masculine feminine money download from my, from my website. And so that will send you a PDF and you can, you know, self psychology (laughs) with, um, looking and and self-assessing at like, where are my behaviors regarding money? And then you'll see if you're in, you know, what kind of feminine and masculine archetype you're in and then how to move toward money union. And so, um, I was doing this, you know, group and this transmission at the same time that I, you know, met Heidi and then found this house of the Cristo. So it was all quite aligned and quite beautiful on the, on the way to money union. And so be sure to, um, to be on my email list, actually, if you are not already, because there will be a future, masculine feminine money offer. I'm going to, um, record that and make a small offering available to you all. Well, small in cost, but mighty in, um, deliverance, um, because this was quite potent. What we found was that this was quite potent. And so in my little small group experiment, thank you to those of you that traveled with me in my small group experiment. Um, we found that it was quite lovely. And so there will be more, there will be more masculine, feminine money, medicine, walking us toward money union, which is a whole new template of money, by the way, whole new template of money. Like patriarchy had its day with money. We still have to use money because you know, that's the system. And 
there is a new frequency of money that we can template for ourselves, template for ourselves, and live in a new frequency of money. So, doesn't that sound yummy? So, Heidi Carter's got medicine. I've got medicine. You know, we're gonna be we're gonna be good here. I can I can just tell that we are like in all kinds of money and prosperity upgrades, right? Are you feeling it? You want to know more? Wonderful. We may do this podcast. Okay. So much love. Please enjoy. Don't forget the Sacred Remembering membership is open. We are having all kinds of wonderful live calls and conversations over there at sarahpoet.com. You can find it. Let me know if you have questions, if you want to, um, you know, join and, and sample and just come on in. Just come on in. We are um, relating with one another and it's quite beautiful. So you're welcome to that community and um, it's priced in a monthly membership, sarahpoet.com backslash community. So um, yeah, thanks for being here. Maybe we'll see you in the membership. Maybe, um, you know, we'll, we'll connect in a different way. So much Love and blessings to all of you listening, and here is today's episode. Hi, Heidi. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hi. Nice to be here. So good to have you. We were introduced through Shade Ashani, and I went back and I looked at what episode her podcast was on the Sacred Remembering Podcast, and it was 53, and it was so good. It was so good. She came on and talked about um, women's relationships to their father and Mm. these like six archetypes that she had developed. And so if you have not heard that episode, shout out to Shade. So um, I'm grateful for the introduction, and this is the first time that we are meeting um, sometimes I interview my best of friends and sometimes I interview brand new friends. And so we are in the brand new friend category <laughs> for now. And so I look forward to getting to know you and your work uh, around money. Um, and I'll read your bio in just a second, but I have not said yes to so many people who have wanted to connect about money on this podcast, because I think that there's just so much shade (laughs) and shadow in this conversation. And so I do not have conversations on this podcast that are superficial in any way about like, well, you'll just manifest or, you know, or, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, welcome. And I look forward to this authentic conversation on money today, money as a friend. And um, I look forward to learning more. So I'll just read your bio and then, and then we'll hear your story. Heidi Carter is a money mindset coach and guide who helps women create a spiritual relationship with their money. She has developed a special process that helps them think of money as a best friend, which allows them to receive more money with more ease. Heidi is her own best case study. I love that. As she (laughs) lived for years, aren't we all? As she lived for years in the feast or famine cycle until she learned how to connect with her money spirit guide, which led her to create more income in a three-month period than she had ever created in the whole previous year. Heidi believes that the problems of the world will be resolved by the financial and emotional contributions of conscious women. I'm going to insert a hallelujah right there. (laughs) (laughs) And therefore, she seeks to help female leaders develop their financial sovereignty. Using Heidi's spiritual and artistic coaching process, years of ancestral money problems are cleared, allowing her clients to receive more income and give consistent attention to growing their financial prosperity. Heidi is a University of Texas graduate and has coaching training, uh, the Coaches Training Institute, um, and has been featured in in many, many wonderful places. So um, welcome, Heidi, and I'll shout out your website right now, HeidiCarterCoaching.com. Correct? Yes. People want to learn more. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I would love to um, hear more about your story first, because I... This is sacred remembering podcast, and we are, you know, waking up to the truth of who we are. And I know 
I can for sure um, resonate with that feast or famine cycle as a part of my story. And so um, let's, I would love to hear what you would love to share of your own remembering journey that prosperity is you know, our birthright. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, tell us the story of how you got out of that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll start the story by just saying kind of the end of the, I'll start with the end of the story first. So the end of the story is that, you know, abundance is our birthright. It's spiritual energy. It's always available through a spiritual means, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of the end of the story of what I realized in my journey. But if I go back in time, I see a little girl that was raised in an environment Uh, that was really aligned for her parents. So my parents were on a journey where they were kind of rejecting the establishment and moving off the grid kind of thing, right? And with that came lack of money, flow, right? And I think like the first five years of my life were kind of amazing for a super, super spiritual person, which now I've later realized I'm a spiritual medium. So it was like this perfect you know, place for that to really germinate mm. and grow. So I'm so mm-hmm. thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got to elementary school, I mean, there were times in those first five years where I would have moments where I knew there wasn't enough money. Um, when I got to elementary school, it was really magnified even more. And, um, but there was something kind of in me that just felt drawn to abundance. It was just naturally in me. Like I liked abundance and, you know, there were other family members I was especially drawn to and those experiences, And, you know, now later as an adult, I can see my parents had their sacred reasons for their journey of what they were doing. I'm on a different journey, right? Mm -hmm. We're not really our parents' children so much as we are, you know, children of the universe. The divine. And I, I I want you to keep going, but I want to kind of bookmark this topic of the spiritual money split. And how Mm -hmm. that was, um, you know, it sounds like this path of of your parents was like, well, I'm going to become, you know, more spiritual and denounce money. And I love that you're like, that doesn't have to be the case on a spiritual path. Okay. So I just wanted to maybe, maybe we'll go back to that. Maybe not, but um, please continue. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so it really was a split for me spiritually and emotionally because I was living in one environment and loved my parents very much. And yet I loved abundance, which wasn't, I mean, they were kind of anti-establishment, anti-wealth, right? Did you have a lot of guilt about that? Like, did you feel yucky as a little girl who like wanted? I mean, I think in, I think in my purest state, when I would have an abundant experience, it was just my spirit. What's what it loved and what it, It just was drawn to it Uh because also being an artist, I'm very aesthetically driven and energetically driven. So when I can feel the energy of like a space, for example, like a home, that's just like really well put together and just like really clear and beautiful. Like that opens my heart. That opens my spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was your truth. And then, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that there were some, you know, like inner conflicts because as children, we want to please our parents. And so- Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. Very true. So, yeah, I mean, it just, um, and then I think like middle school and high school were definitely hard for me in that way, you know, and I always found my path. Okay. Made it through college. Um, then I got a job, you know, I had a couple of careers that I pursued journalism and then teaching. Um, but it wasn't really until years later when I started my first business. My first business was a, I was a wedding photographer. So mm-hmm. my degree was in was photography. Um, when I hit entrepreneurship, that's where the rubber met the road. For sure. Because like all the, the issues I had had with money all those years, it just like smacked me in the face because the thought of asking someone to pay me money was the most frightening, anxiety-creating, just horrific feeling. And it was just like, no. 
And then it was like, all right, well, you're not going to make it in business if you cannot do this transaction, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got to coaching years later, like the true business that I was meant to run. And um, and I re- once I had that alignment that this is my purpose to do this coaching and healing for people, then I was willing. I was willing to dive into the work. This is like 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. But it was like, if this is my purpose that I've gotten through prayer and meditation, and I know 100% that this is what I'm meant to do, then I have to work through this because I won't make a living. I won't last a year if I cannot earn. You can't bullshit the universe. Like in this entrepreneurial <laughs> journey, when we're on the sole purpose and when part of or all of our purpose has to do with, you know, topics of prosperity and, you know, women's resources and these things, I relate to this very much. It's like no stone will be left unturned. <laughs> totally. <laughs> sure. Only totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then you really had to look at it. And then I would love to hear more about your process that you began to develop like as a coach, but you said you're your own um, best case study. And so, mm-hmm. you know, going through these cycles, feast and famine, what, what did you find that began to work that is now what you bring to your clients? What I found that began to work, number the, the biggest tool was realizing that there was a guide for me around money and abundance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my process is very much a spiritual process. If you don't believe in any of that stuff, my process probably won't work for you. It's a, yeah, you're listening <laughs> to the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. about both. So, uh-huh. so if you are someone who is spiritual and does believe in, you know, guides that can help you. Um, That's what I found. That's what I found my path to my guide. That was my money guide. And I really just got it through prayer and meditation. Just, Mm. I, I got to the point in my business where I was just under earning so horribly that it was just causing deep pain and anxiety. I had two children that I was raising with a husband, but my income was needed. Like it was not a situation where one income was enough. And so um, I just sat in prayer and meditation. And I was like, God, you put it on my heart to do this. So please show me the path because I am at a loss. I, I'm just like at a complete dead end. And that's what was channeled in it was just yeah. like, I have a guide for you, you know? And mm-hmm. it was like my money spirit guide. I met him on the beach. It was a man. It's different for every person, obviously. But it was a man and we were on the beach and there was this big modern home behind us where we were staying. And it was just like the meeting of two souls, like the meeting of two spirits. And I do believe that our souls live on through many lifetimes. And so for whatever reason, we were meant to be connecting in this way at this time. And he told me, I've always been here. There are people that blocked me from you, but I've always been here for you and I always will be. And so my money religion became, okay, you have to trust. Like I can't even put enough emphasis on trust. And so to answer your question, the number one thing I did was to start connecting to my money spirit guide every day. And I just, I'm a ritualistic person. So I just naturally created a lot of rituals to connect, to get information from, to get direction from, to get affirmation from. Um, so that's the number one thing. And then I also learned how to receive, which I did not know how to receive in the beginning at all. Because I, when I would ask for people to pay me for coaching, like I wanted to give the coaching and healing. That's, that was my passion. That wasn't a question, but it was really more like me, not me feeling guilty because I believed that money was a limited resource, right? Mm-hmm. And I had even been taught like, there's only so much money in mm-hmm. the world. And if you take more than your share, you're hurting someone else. And so being an empathic, like super loving person, like the thought of hurting someone else by receiving money was like my worst nightmare, you know? And so that was that I had to realize that was a myth that, and I, I a hundred percent believe that that is a myth. 
there are, there's money is unlimited. There's Mm -hmm. no end to money and abundance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so then I also had to value myself more. It's like, okay, if it's an unlimited resource and that's the receiving part, number one, it's okay for me to receive it. It's okay for people in general to receive it, including me. But then also it's about self-value and self-esteem. Because yeah. it was like, well, she can charge that because she's like established and been doing it for 10 years, but not me. And so I had to learn, I had to go deeper into the self-esteem work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's going to look different for each of us, but the themes, I mean, <laughs> we've heard the themes, like we know that there's self-worth, we know that there's self-love, we know that there's, you know, our relationship with receptivity and then what each of us has to sort of, I would say, unwind or actually like unwind what is the not self, the not truth, and then like integrate, you know, the the full self, the full truth. Um, it's all going to happen around those themes. I would love to go back to the spirit money guide. I'm, I'm super mm-hmm. fascinated by this. Sure. Um, and, you know, I love how when we begin to do our life's work, we begin to channel it and these unique experiences come forth. And then like your unique medicine is going to resonate with listeners and people that, you know, cross your path and, and, mm-hmm. and this is how it works. Right. And so I hear this like unique medicine of this spirit money guide. And I could just like feel the audience out there, like perking up, like, Ooh, do I have one? Um, And it's interesting because I have started to talk about money union and it started to come in about a year ago as masculine feminine money. And so my work is in the archetypes and, um, and really it's, it's the integration back into union from this like history of, of traumas of separation, right? So we've been separated from concepts such as you are abundant, you are inherently worthy, you are connected to the sacred, you are a vessel of love. You know, all of these things we've been mm, like programmed to feel separate from, and then we're remembering the wholeness around that. And so when I work with someone I can do this in various ways, but when we're working with specifically the topic of money, we look at these six money archetypes. There are three masculine archetypes, three feminine archetypes, and then the two conscious archetypes come into union. And so there's this Mm. like money union that is integrating the physical and the spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. Like on this multi-dimensional because (laughs) um, we... because everything needs to exist in union or we're, or we're still in separation and we're still, um, you know, out of alignment with um, that natural prosperity or natural abundance and sacred connection. Anyway, all that to say that this concept of union and partnership, which are, are words that I'm starting to use almost interchangeably, mm-hmm. um, you know, that in money, uh, whole new concept. And I'm really excited because I'm like, oh, you've been channeling it too. And, you know, it's, it, it's uh, like, I feel like it's kind of new on the scene. Like, I don't, I don't hear, hear people, you know, talking about this, not that I'm paying a lot of attention, but it's coming through me. It's coming through you. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. And I would love to hear you talk more about this concept of like money as partnership and how you in this spirit guide, um, walked in partnership, if that's the case, if that's how you mm-hmm. see it, um, in order to come into a more realized, you know, state of abundance and worth and all of that. So mm-hmm. anywhere you want to take that. I'm sure. That's a huge topic right there. Yeah. yeah that's really good. Yeah, I feel it's like really that's yummy. like, it's really delicious. It could be the whole episode. It could be the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am constantly telling that to my clients. It's about the partnership. It's about the relationship with money because yeah. you, as, as you know, like there's both the energetic and spiritual aspects of the relationship. And then there's the actual physical, like you were speaking of. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, sometimes a person can verge on one side or the other and kind of miss the boat of the whole spectrum in the relationship. So one thing that I'll mention to begin with is like, 
I kind of see it as like several parts that build a strong relationship with money, a good partnership. One is to be in contact with money all the time. So it's like, I give the analogy of like someone you're, you're, life partner with, right? So your spouse or your life partner or some or boyfriend or girlfriend. So in that kind of relationship, you are present. You are listening, you're talking, you're spending time together. And so there's that aspect is like, just be present, sit down every day and have the conversation with money. And I developed a ritual where it's like you're writing your thoughts to money and then you're listening back and hearing what money says back to you and writing it down. And so, and then the other part is like that oftentimes gets pushed aside is the finances. It's like a lot of us spiritual people, we want to do the yummy spiritual stuff and the journaling, but then like actually sitting down and doing the spending plan and building the net worth and making sure you have a financial advisor and getting your shit together, right? Yeah. Like that's the part that gets pushed off. And so the analogy I give for that is like, okay, it'd be like back to the life partner analogy. It'd be like, if you just wanted to go on the vacations and go out <laughs> to eat and have the great sex... But then like, if there was something hard that happened in the family, you don't want to talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. or the nitty gritty of, Hey, let's keep up with the house. You don't want it to do that or yeah. say, talk about that. So it's just and like, it's like a whole relationship people. It's like the whole thing. Yeah. You know? And I would just, I'm like, yes, I'm so with you. And I want to say too, that, um, that I see that as the feminine masculine. Like, you know, the feminine loves the feels and the feeling good and like wants to, you know, be led by joy and, and touch and passion and, you know, enjoy the nice things in life and all of those things. And then the Mm -hmm. masculine is like, and, you know, what's the data, what's the structure that's going to hold this? What's the foundation that we're building? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like that can happen, you know, has to happen within one person has to happen within business owners uh, creators and then also in partnership. So I just wanted yeah, to like compliment that. Yeah. I love that. And as you know, I have masculine and feminine energy inside of me for sure. You know? yes. And I, I believe that everyone has some of each and yeah, you know, no matter what we consider ourselves to be, you know um, the other thing I wanted to say, when you said the thing about the, I think the split what came up for me is like women really have been separated from money yes. by by patriarchy. Yes. So mm-hmm. like I remember my grandmother used to um send me letters and her little return address would say Mrs. Donald Schlink. Yeah. Right? Like it's like ownership is what it where it, that's where it came from is like the system of ownership, right? I was just talking about this with my 13 year old son because he was like, why does marriage exist? And I was like, well, when you, you know, when you control women and you control the land in a legal agreement, then you control all the resources you're, you're controlling creation. So Mm -hmm. that's the kind of, you know, arrangement that marriage was. (laughs) Well, and this is the fact that we're having to witness this with the Roe versus Wade being overturned is a great example, right? Yeah, right. Of why we as women need to fight harder right now to be in partnership with money and be badass earners yes. Yes. and to be sovereign in that. And it's our responsibility to be here for ourselves no matter what. Yeah, right. Whew, I know, like second giant topic, resources in the hands of women. Like resources in the hands of women changes the world. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So I I just want to let you flow right there because we were bridging from this partnership topic into this much needed topic. And so how do we become more sovereign, more empowered, um, through, you know, these ideas of like spiritual partnership money. And, and I can almost just hear some women being like, Oh, like, well, the formulas that we were given, right. It's like, just go out and work really damn hard. And like, 
you know, it's exhausting. And, and so there's, there's a lot of tired (laughs) women, I think like out there and and listening to this. And so it's like, okay, you want me to take time with a spiritual formula and figure this partnership thing out? Like, how am I going to survive? I don't know what the listeners are saying, but I'm just kind of tuning into some of the um, desire to like, know more the how. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the first thing that comes up for me is that we have to be willing as women to earn a lot of money. Yeah. And this was the other piece that I didn't bring up earlier about what shifted for me is I learned to charge a lot for my work. And once I resolved the issue of <laughs> money's unlimited, right? And I'm not hurting anyone by receiving it. And I then it was like resolving, I'm worth this. It just, it became like, why not? Why not? I love that. Why? Yes. If it's infinite and you're only going to use it for good in the world, which we know as heart-centered women entrepreneurs, we already, that's already check, check, check. That's already yeah. established. That's a no-brainer, right? And so... Um, what, so that's the first thing is just charge way more than you think you should be charging because it's all energy. Everything is energy, right? It's like, who says that the potent change that I make in my, with my clients isn't worth that high number because what do they go off and do when we're done working together? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the first thing is just being willing to charge a lot more. And you can play around with that, trying that on, seeing how it feels, practice it in front of the mirror, try saying high numbers. There's always a high number that to reach for, a, mm-hmm. a new high number to reach for. And mm-hmm. we, we can constantly be challenging ourselves to break our income records. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the first piece. Um, then I think another piece is as women, we have to have our own money. Yeah. Because if you think about like, uh, like for, I'll give myself as an example, I'm married and raised Mm -hmm. two kids. So there was family money, the pot that everything was going into. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's my business, which is its own entity. It has its own money. And I finally figured out Heidi needs her own account that's just for her. And I think it on so many levels, this is empowering, especially to work on your own personal savings. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about how many women have stayed in abusive relationships you know, horrible situations because they didn't have the money to go get an apartment or live on their own. And Mm -hmm. I just, I think even someone with the best relationship, you know, it's like, I, I feel like I have to always be here for me. That doesn't mean Mm -hmm. I don't trust my partner or anything like that. It just means like I'm prepared for any, anything, and what, what happened for anything. And then you have more choice too. Like people exactly call it the, the fuck it fund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And what happens in our bodies when we start accumulating some financial sovereign independence is our bodies calm down. Our nervous systems calm down. And that really opens us up to so many more aspects in life. When we're not in that nitty gritty, I'm just, I have to make it, you know, I have to survive mentality. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, I mean, I've lived this, you know, it, it takes real just self-love, you know, continued work, like being with the yes. nervous system, you totally. know, I don't want to ever and I think this is why I don't talk about money or haven't talked about money very often is because like, I don't want it to be like, Oh, and here's your next quick fix because these things, you know, profound things can happen when we have like the right teacher, when the soul alignment is there, like when we're really ready to make the change. And, um, I know that this is just like the issue that some of us have worked on, you know, for so, so long. And so, um, I love that you're bringing up the body 
and the, mm-hmm. the way that the body um, holds like the somatic, I guess, template of fear and restriction that, that used to be. And then we need to um, be with that, work with that in order to open up. Um, Rana Wilson, she was she's the Conscious Money Guide. I interviewed her on episode 111, and I've been listening to her talking about um, letting the body take the shape of receptivity. Mm. That's just like when I'm hearing her talk about that, I'm like, ooh, this is such juicy wisdom. Letting the body take the shape of receptivity. And so some days I'll be, you know, working at my computer, or maybe I go into a fear response or something like that. And I'll mm. pause and I'll be like, Sarah, what shape is your body taking right now? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that pattern of closure, or look at that fear response, or like look at those shoulders slumped over, whatever it is, you know. But it's mm. like, well, oh, let's remember what is the shape that the body takes when this feminine essence vessel is like really ready to receive Mm -hmm. and then living into that, like more and more and more feels so damn good. Totally. That's really yummy. (laughs) Really yummy. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's popping for you? I have some, some, yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Some things are popping for me. I mean, one, I wanted to finish the thing about, you know, resources in the hands of women and being yes, sovereign. Please. I mean, aside from like just getting your finances to a level where you're like, you're good yeah. and that gives you so much freedom. But beyond that, it's like being able to give back more. And that can come in the form of you giving your time, you giving your money. Sometimes it starts at home, you know, like, giving to your children or giving to family members or stuff like that. Sometimes it goes further, like giving to a cause or donating your time to a cause. Um, so that was one thing that came up. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, cause you mentioned working hard. And oh my gosh. Was I taught that mm-hmm. to work so, 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 so hard. And this comes from our ancestry, right? Yeah. This comes from way back in the generations. And What I want to say is that we are spiritual beings who can energetically move the chessboard. And so um, there are many aspects to manifestation. One is energetic. So I just want to place that seed in your, whoever's listening in your brain, that if you want to manifest more money, there is a skill set that you can use to just activate your third eye where you can see below the surface and you can see who needs you. You can know who to reach out to and you can move the dial energetically. There's other aspects that you need to do too, but that is actually one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the ancestral fear imprints, like the ancestral imprints of fear and scarcity and just relying on men and not, you know, like you were saying about your grandmother's like belonging, you know, to, to the masculine and uh, Uh to men rather. And um, yeah, I mean, just we're, we're undoing layers and layers and layers and layers of programming. And so lots of self-love through that process. And then, yeah, I love that you're like bringing in the, you know, the spiritual components and the third eye and the seeing and not forgetting that it's almost like what will not even almost, it is like, um, what Mm -hmm. will get us out of this is, you know, heightened consciousness, mm-hmm. um, aligning to the truth of who we are, bringing in that, you know, sacred remembrance, but that, um, you know, priestess, witchy, magical self, yes. right? That's like, this is who they, you know, controlled. They, they controlled mm-hmm. this, this sacred feminine for a long, long time with yep. these methods. And like, that is what is going to get us out of those um, loops around scarcity and money, because all of the fear and scarcity comes from that old paradigm. Mm-hmm. Like the fear and scarcity is programmed <laughs> into the old paradigm, making you think like you can't do it by yourself. You can't have it. Women can't earn as much. Mm-hmm. Women have to like work hard and emulate the masculine in order to, you know, have just enough, those kinds of programs. And um, I love what you're saying about like getting 
getting into the third eye, getting into the mm-hmm. energy. And then it's like scanning and just questioning, like, mm-hmm. what does that feel like my truth? What, what here is not of my own soul? What here was like, you know, programmed into me. And then I think when we can be able to see it um, sort of metacognitively, instead of just identifying with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like we get swept consciousness. Yeah. Totally. Consciousness. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, when I started focusing less on business coaching and more on just the money aspect, um, I got almost an, well, I built this program, you know, my signature program. And I almost immediately got an intuitive hit, just like, out of the blue, because I had never done this. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, ancestral money clearing. It was just like downloaded in. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> really what it was, what was happening is I was realizing that I was a spiritual medium, which yeah. I didn't, which I have been my whole life, but I'm only now realizing it and I'm acknowledging it yeah. in myself. But I, that's why that came in, right? But I was so scared burned at the stake, right? Like I was so scared to share with my clients that I wanted to do this because I thought I would be seen as ridiculous or so woo, just like, what does this have to effing do? Who does she think she is? Yeah. Yeah. Who does she think she is? What does this have to do with money? This is ridiculous, you know? But my clients, you know, they were open and Mm. we just started doing it. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is like amazing. Yes. So I think you know, just to remind you, like you can, you can connect to the generations before you, Yeah, you know, and there, there are people in your family that want to connect with you. And you can also block people in your family mm-hmm. or other ways. So mm-hmm. you have to really allow yourself to be led by the, the larger force, you mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. whether, whether you mm-hmm. call that God or goddess or whatever you call it, but, mm-hmm. you know, to really um, let yourself be led in that way so that you can know when to protect yourself and when to really be open and, and trust that. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And we're getting into a thing here, but uh, this is like a whole, this is episode number three inside of our episode. Um, but I hear a lot of women say, I was actually a part of the summit where hundreds of women gathered and all of a sudden with all of the information that was in front of these women, the, the topic that started to just take off was ancestral clearing. And all of, I was watching all of these women think that they had to clear their ancestral lines. Like they, like it was up to them, this emotional burden of, um, you know, helping to heal the ancestors kind of thing. And I want to say that's not what we're talking about. Right. So everything, you know, is happening here in present time. And this is a way bigger topic, but you, you do not have to take on, it's almost like the emotional laboring of the ancestors. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that. What we're saying, I think is allow sense in and allow who does want to help because not all of them even want to help you, you know, and not all of them can. And some Mm -hmm. have a different agenda. You know, they're not well on the planet. They're not well in, in the afterlife, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you really have to discern this past year or two. um, I was really working with clearing the lineage, like trauma of scarcity from my father's uh, like from the inheritance that I received through through mm-hmm. that side of the family. And in the process of that, my paternal grandmother passed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting to watch the choices that we make as humans. Like, well, the soul has the, these opportunities to resolve this or resolve that or heal that relationship or et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that there were things that were unresolved and I mm-hmm. didn't trust connecting with her in the afterlife because there was just so much that had happened in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And she started to come to me and I was very hesitant 
I was hesitant because I didn't know like what her agenda was. And so I've only let her in uh, a bit, you know, but it seems that she does want to help. But I tell mm-hmm. that story to just illustrate what you're, what you're sharing, like, you know, mm-hmm. be discerning, <laughs> right. be discerning about that ancestral influence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're at choice. You're totally yes. at choice. And um, I a hundred percent agree with you about um, it's not your job to fix them. Although I have heard people say that, that they, they believe that they are supposed to help them. So some people believe that mm-hmm. but I just, I think the main thing I use it for is communication. And so it's like, we call mm. in, we call in the and open the channel for ancestors that want to help with money. So we're yeah. very specific in yes. the process about who we're calling in for what purpose. And it's oftentimes just communication. Like the ancestor will, um, will have been blocking the person financially because of something they're worried about for that person. And then we mm. clear it up mm-hmm. and that client can go on their way now, mm. or it could be something that the ancestor experienced that they want the person to know going forward. It could be a clue about something they can see for the person that they want the person to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just really, um, you know, using that portal for communication. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, one of the things I've seen you allude to on your website and in different places is um, breaking your income records. And I would, mm-hmm. I'm so curious about that. What does that mean? That means earning more than you've ever earned before. Okay. Your previous mm-hmm. ceilings. Yep. Exactly. And yeah. a lot goes into that. Okay. You know? Yes. Well, wonderful. Let me just ask you what, what else as we begin to um, come to a close here, uh, there's so much more that we could talk about and um, yeah, just tuning into any last messages that want to be shared mm-hmm. with the audience today. We touched on so much. Um, I guess the thing I would say is like, everyone has a money story. Everyone has had an experience with money. So everyone has money programming and everyone's on a default path. So whatever's been happening in your lineage for however many years, it's going to keep on happening Mm -hmm. until you raise your hand and say, I'm the one who's going to break the chains I'm the one who's going to break the patterns. And to your point about doing the work, like whatever rituals you discover that help you personally, it's so unique to each person, but like, don't stop doing them when it starts working, like keep doing the rituals. Oh my gosh. I've seen clients who've had huge breakthroughs when they worked with me and, and I've met some with some of them and that it stopped working after we quit working together. And I'm like, well, are you still using the practices and rituals and tools that I taught you? No, I'm not. Okay. It's like, no, it's a lifetime. It's It's a lifetime relationship. mm -hmm. You don't stop participating in the relationship and stop using your tools. Mm -hmm. The ones who continue to use the tools I've seen continue to break their income records and grow emotionally and spiritually. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't yeah. stop doing the thing that got you there. <laughs> right. Right. Like your, your dreamy, you know, money partner comes to you on the beach and is like, I'd like to help you. You don't like take them up on it for, you know, 10 days or, you know, <laughs> 10 months <laughs> right. until you're like, you know, that's a partnership. The money affair. Right? <laughs> the money affair. Right. It's a partnership and, um, and so to connect to all that wants to support you, it is an ongoing Mm -hmm. partnership. Yes. I guess the last thing I would say also is like, whatever you're afraid the most of, just go ahead and jump in it right now. Like for me, it was, for me, it was visibility and Mm. getting in front of people. I was like, oh, hell no, you know? And I had so much I had to resolve around that, but that that's honestly when I had huge breakthroughs in my business 
you know? Yes. Yeah. I was just learning about that in human design. And so the fear is the spleen center and where, you know, the spleen is like going to send you those fear signals, but that is when to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're, you're actually not going to die if you do it. So the, <laughs> the job of the spleen center, I think I'm getting this correct. The job of the spleen center is to warn you like when you're going to die. And, mm. and so if you're having those fears about like getting up and, you know, owning your truth or starting a podcast or, you know, owning your mission or whatever it is, like you're actually not going to die. We're not going to die in this lifetime for, you know, owning the truth of who we are and being women with voices and, and living these missions. And so um, feeling, and, and then Karen Parker said um, of human design, she said, like, when you feel the fear and do it anyway, exactly what you're saying, that's when you get the most leaps. Yeah. Like you get the biggest leap uh-huh, in, you in develop muscle. organizing. Yeah, you develop you. muscle memory of it, and then your body knows it's okay because your body remembers. Yeah, that muscle grows stronger. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Heidi. I would. Um, oh my gosh, I have one question. I have one more question. Sure, I can't not ask. <laughs> I just remembered at the last minute. I would love to know how you're using art with this coaching. Sure. Creativity and coaching. Yeah. So it's abstract painting. Well, it's two skills, abstract painting and then money journaling. But the abstract painting in particular is really meant to help you take risks and not care so much. Because as business owners, we have to be bold and jump in there, just like I was saying, like, just do the thing that you're afraid of. And when we're in perfectionism, we're like, so Mm -hmm. constricted. And so abstract painting, it kind of gets your it's not fine motor. Like you're trying to sit there and paint a face and get it all right. It's not that it's like opening you up to gross motor. You know, I could paint something in an hour and then paint over it. It just does. The process shows you that it's all beautiful and you can keep adding to it and mess ups are beautiful too. And it's just all part of the process. And so that's a huge part of that. But the other thing it does is it opens you up spiritually. So I had this phenomenon. I noticed every time I would go out to my studio to do my abstract paintings, um, I would just be painting. I'd be in the zone, just kind of like riding high with God, you know, and then I would get a download for my business. And what's happening is you're not, you're in your right brain, you're in your creativity. And so your left brain is kind of toned down a bit. It's kind of turned the volume down. So you're not thinking about logistics as much. You're just open spiritually. So you can really get a huge download in that space. Um, And then the money journaling is a way to create a touchstone, you know, because it's one of the practices that I teach. It's like we create a collage of your money spirit guide that you can look at before you sit down to connect and meditate Mm -hmm. and that visual helps you connect. And then there's just so many affirmations and things that you put in the journal preemptively use it preemptively, right? Like go ahead and sit down in the morning and do it. Even if you're feeling great about money, there's usually Mm -hmm. something in there you can clear out and, Mm -hmm. and then you're set for the day. Beautiful. Yeah. In that, in that touchstone of that partnership. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for explaining that, um, that creative process. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. So, um, I know that you've got courses, people can do coaching with you ancestral clearing with you. And that's Heidi Carter coaching.com. Um, is there anything specifically that you'd like to highlight or invite people to, um, to join you on? Um, sure. I think, the best thing to do if you want to get started in the process would be to download my free gift on my website. Okay. Uh, it's called five days to a money breakthrough and it includes a, a video, which is a meditation that helps you meet your money spirit guide. Beautiful. Right. There. Um, you can, I also have been doing uh, weekly videos and a weekly podcast. So you can find me, You can find the weekly videos on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I started that about seven weeks ago. So 
there, there's going to be quite a building over time of the body of work. I love that. And your podcast is called Sacred Money Podcast. Yes. 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 Wonderful. It's on Spotify. Wonderful. I look forward to listening to that. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your wisdom. And yes, thanks for having me. It was really wonderful. Yes, absolutely. And I encourage everyone to to check out your work and dive in. And I know that, um, yeah, a lot of listeners are going to be sparked by this by this money topic and um, bringing the spirituality to money, but also really anchoring it in the 3D. So that's what we have to do to bring in more. That's so wonderful. Thank you, Heidi. Okay. Thanks, Sarah. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.